0: Hi everyone, you're listening to Candidly Laura, a daily podcast for adventure seekers and personal development junkies. Laura is a digital nomad who always tells it like she sees it. She loves talking about travel, entrepreneurship, dogs, and more. Take it away, Laura. Good day to you. Um, all right, it's a topic that <laughs> took this many episodes to get to, and is... It was a common question when I said I was going to start to become a digital nomad um, because it is no secret that I would like to be in another long-term relationship and being single at 39 and dating as a plus-size woman who's now a digital nomad, just a lot of things. <laughs> so. We're going to talk a little bit about just like dating in general, these days and ages. And then I'll put some context as as I have watched the dating world um, for quite a few years. Um, my last serious relationship ended in 2014. And while I have dated several people that got steps towards serious, none of them were what I consider long-term. So I have been... <laughs> in and out of the dating world for years, (laughs) literal years. And here are just some things that were just off the top of my head. And then I'll go through sort of what some thoughts about dating as a nomad. And then some things that I researched as far as dating outside of the apps. And then I'll also give you a few of my like hard and fast rules about if I have met someone on the interwebs that I feel is um, someone that I could jive with. There are a couple of things that I do just to sort of ensure that the first meeting kind of goes well. Um, and so here we go. So when I was dating back in Madison, I had been in that area for quite a few years, for three or four years. And it does get to feel like You've saturated that market that you're in, at least the market of people that are on the dating apps. And having gone on and off several of them in that area, you know you do come across people that you've seen before, um, and you match with people that then still never talk to you, or you match on you know a couple of different ones over the last couple of years, and then you never actually meet. So, it. The longevity of being on a dating app is just as fascinating as like trying it out for a week. One thing that I think is really prevalent as I look at certainly myself with dating is that I'm no longer willing to sort of accept certain things, right? So I am older and I am wiser and I'm much clearer about what i'm interested in in a partner and what sort of relationship i want. So oftentimes one of the first questions that people ask, i don't ever ask this, but it is asked of me like pretty much every person. And the the first one of the first questions they ask is like what are you looking for? Because you know, there is still the amount of people that are just looking for hookups is different than people that are looking for casual. And it's different than the people, you know, ethically non-monogamous relationships are and poly relationships are much more prevalent, or at least like visual. uh, I don't know how to say that. So I think they probably always existed, but now it's more, more socially acceptable. So they're now more like, I'm in an EM relationship. So knowing what you want and what your outcome is is really helpful before you sign up for any app. If you do sign up for any app, one of the reasons why I think it's harder to find people, even on the apps or off the apps, is that once you get sort of past a certain age, and it could be like 22, 24, 26, somewhere around there, you stop sort of frequenting and going to new places as much and you stop meeting as many new people. Like your first years out of high school and in college and your first couple of jobs and like you're, you know, generally in some sort of social network that really introduces you to lots of different people. I mean, every semester you're switching a new to new classes and meeting new people. So doing new things just gets to be harder <laughs> when you're older and you don't do it at, at the same velocity, right? So even if you try something new, um, like for me, there I was in and out of dog training classes for several years, um, but that was a, a small group of people that I'm being introduced to. That was like six or seven every 10 weeks. In college, you are literally being introduced to, if you're taking four classes, 30 times four new people, 120 every semester, basically. So um, I also think that... (laughs) This certainly has been true in my dating experience and you can tell me otherwise, but it's also like, there are a lot of people that have been really reckless with other people's hearts. And that leaves a certain amount of trauma and drama that just then continues to cascade out into the regular world. So I've come across several of these profiles of Of men specifically that are like, I don't want any drama or cheating or this. And that like, they get really specific about like, they've obviously been hurt (laughs) and they've had a lot of um, a bad time. And there's also the people that have been, you know, separated for a month or two. And they literally write this in the profile. They say, I'm just looking to see what's out there which makes me want to vomit and punch and kick them in the face because what's out there is humans. (laughs) And we are all people with hearts and minds and emotions. So seeing what's out there, like it's a cattle call on your window shopping, when you're still very much dealing with whatever it is you're dealing with with your previous partner, just feels really disconcerting, I guess you should say. And there's also, unfortunately, several people out there that are dating without telling their other partners um, or partner singular. And like, I'm not the girl to do that with and it will never solve anything or make you feel better. Um, You know, they'll put up like a picture of of themselves without their face. And then they'll say, like, looking for discreet friends. My wife doesn't know I'm on here. Um, Yeah, that doesn't work very well for most people. So there's a bunch of reasons why I think it's harder as you get older. And I also think we have kind of ruined it in some ways. And it's interesting. There's some good articles written about this that Dating apps are actually made and were designed to keep you on the dating app, right? So so their algorithms, again, just like every other social media, anything is to keep you on the screen, to keep you interested and engaged and to make you want to sign back up once you sign off, right? Because right now there's a lot of people where the viewpoint is online dating is the only way you meet people. Of course it's not the only way but it is the easiest and the most like digitally advanced right but what's happened with our digital lives is we also now sort of have choice overload and indecision fatigue so what happens even if you are aligning with all of these things you're still swiping until you like agree to get off the apps and what that does, I think, to our brains is it definitely encourages this idea that like something better could be around the corner and something better could just walk right into my life. Like if this person doesn't check every box that I think they should, then it doesn't work out. And there is less of a, a willingness to learn and adapt and grow and work through things with people than there used to be. I think, I think we used to be more forgiving in learning how to adjust. And now we're like, yeah, that's toxic. I can't deal with that. Goodbye. So I also think the pandemic certainly from my viewpoint has not helped, um, cause it's harder to meet people and it was harder to go anywhere for quite some time. And I also think that we're more divisive as humans than we have ever been before. And that's not only politics and vaccines, but that's also just like what we're willing to accept. You know, there on TikTok, there was this mom talking about how she won't date anyone who is a parent that doesn't have at least 50-50 or maybe 60-40 with their kids, right? Because to her, that's a partner that is not as, as willing or as able or as fought enough for their kids so it's just interesting so i'll say specifically for myself now as i'm looking at dating as as a nomad i did put myself back on the apps and i did also actually find there's um a girl and her team that are putting together an actual digital nomad dating app which i think is really fun Um, And for me, I mean, I am interested in, it would be awesome if I met a partner that could do this lifestyle with me that could, you know, work remotely and travel and go to other places. So what's interesting is that some people are still interested in getting to know me and meet me, even though I'm a digital nomad. And other people are like, well, if you're just going to leave in two months, then why would I even talk to you? So that sort of closed mindedness is really interesting. But it does mean, unfortunately, I I think I probably get a a larger percentage of people in the last month and a week who, since I am nomadic, think that I just want a hookup. Um, And that's not interesting to me. Like, I have to like you before you can take my clothes off. So um, that's just some thoughts on digital nomading. I think just you know, with everything, it adds just another layer of things to think about. So when I was starting to really do some serious research back when I lived in Madison about how you can be like dating, <laughs> but not on the apps. And there are a couple of things that I thought was really Helpful, one of which was volunteering. And the idea that, again, the more you frequent a place, the more people you're going to meet. And if you're frequenting a place that you really believe in or enjoy what it is, you're more likely to find the people that enjoy the same things as you, right? So if you're volunteering to clean up bike trails, you very likely might be a biker or a hiker and like outdoor things and that's the same with other people that are doing that. So, thinking about how you can frequent places that will make you feel good and meet people that have similar interests, I think is really cool. Having new and diverse hobbies. And I know that this is especially hard and I think scheduling is its own its own dating conversation because generally everyone has their own lives and especially if kids are involved and pets and jobs and family and et cetera, like scheduling is a thing, but as much as you can looking for new hobbies and it doesn't, it doesn't always have to be at the same frequency. Like ideally, yes, the goal would be, it's something that you sort of do and find that you can go where you can meet more people each time you go. But it also just means getting out there and initiating conversations. So if that's going to a festival with a friend, it has to be coming up with ways to start conversations with people at, you know, at booths or whatever. But it also wants to be like a cooking class. It's like getting out in the world by yourself or with friends in places where there are people. <laughs> There's a bunch of funny memes and things on TikTok and Instagram if you're in the dating sort of world is like, well, I hope that my person just accidentally stumbles on my door cuz I'm not leaving my house. And I think if we want to like legitimately <laughs> date, we do have to leave our houses. And I know that that's hard, especially after the pandemic when we're still trying to figure stuff out. Um But more than likely, someone is not going to just knock on your door. Though I did see a dating story where a lady did marry the exterminator that came to her house. So it's not impossible, but it's probably not as likely. Okay, so let's say you've done all of those things. um, And let's say you're on an app and you've met someone that like thus far... You seem pretty like aligned with things. So I personally have a few things that have to happen before I'll meet you in person. These things just make me feel more comfortable. And before I get to those, I also, there's a few things that are just non-negotiable for me that if I just get out of the way, will just be a lot easier because it is, they're they're divisive in that their context. But I cannot imagine that I would find a partner that disagreed on this with me and I would feel comfortable and safe to date them. Okay. So uh, one may be obvious. I am very non-Trump. So if you voted for Trump or you thought Trump did a good job as a president, it's not going to work for us. And that's just a serious point blank period non-negotiable. The other one is um it is my body and my choice. And that is also non-negotiable. I'm not interested in anyone else ever telling me what I can and cannot do with my body. I personally have a few friends who have had abortions based off of what they needed both medically and personally and It is a really hard decision before, during, and after, but I'm not interested in anyone else trying to influence that decision. (laughs) Um, The other non-negotiable, which may be no surprise, are my two furry creatures. Um, If you don't like dogs or animals, it's not going to work. It's just the way it is. So those are three of my non-negotiables that I like to just sort of get out of the way in the beginning. Right. So then if I feel like texting or messaging back and forth is going well, you're keeping up conversation, you're asking me questions, you're engaged, you're listening. If you're funny, even better. Um, Then I usually suggest talking on the phone. The reason why I like talking on the phone is I always feel like if a phone conversation can go decently well, then an in-person conversation can go decently well, right? And I have made it to the talk on the phone section of the getting to know you and it has bombed. And I have rescinded my interest and said, it was so nice to meet you. I wish you all of the luck. (laughs) Um, Okay, but let's say talking on the phone goes well. You do then want to meet up, and I strongly suggest not doing dinner, okay? Don't do it. Do not lock yourself into that much time with a stranger. I had one very unfortunate dinner date before I made this rule um, where the person got none of the hints that I was not interested and was the grossest eater of all of the eaters I've met um, and it was bad, it was bad, so he got chicken wings, which is fine. I love chicken wings. I would eat chicken wings every day, but the amount of sucking on the chicken wing and his fingers that I had to witness was atrocious um and I don't. Know how I could have been more clear during the actual eating of how uninterested I was in this entire exchange, and then after he finished eating, he ordered a second beer, and I thought I was going to die. <laughs> um, and then he tried to kiss me on the way back to the car, like it was just mm, mm-mm, no, don't do it. Do not lock yourself into dinner. Right, find out if you like this person first. Have some sort of beverage or dessert. Have a small, small thing. Then if you're still hungry and you still like them and you still have time, then make a second date or continue the date longer. Both are acceptable, but don't lock yourself into dinner. Just saying. You'll be happier that way. All right. And then I'm a strong believer in being honest and open If you're not feeling a connection with a person, just tell them, it was so great to meet you. I wasn't feeling like taking this any further, or I'm not feeling a connection the way that I would like, or whatever the thing is, wish them well, say goodbye, right? I have said at times, like, I just think there's a few things that, um, we disagree on I'm going to bow out of this conversation but I wish you the best bye ghosting is unfortunately so common on the apps and maybe I'll do a whole episode on ghosting because it feels terrible to be in the middle of a conversation with someone and you answer something and then they just unmatch you and you're like okay bye thanks for coming it's even worse when you've met them and you're like okay bye (laughs) Um, what's even double, triple worse is that then some of them will show back up months later and be like, oh, hey, sorry, I didn't respond. Ugh. Okay. Oh, there's just some thoughts on <laughs> dating. Um, I'm a little fatigued on the dating, I'll be honest. Um, and so I don't know. I'm going to try it for a couple of weeks here, and then I may give up and just really actively try to make sure that I'm out in the world talking to people, even though my French is terrible and I'm outside of, I'm in a French territory. All right. Dating when you're older and wiser. Bye.